I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hello, everybody. We have a guest on the show today, John Hainstock. How's it going, John? Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, yeah. So, John, we had John on earlier on the, the show and kind of talked about uh, your journey with ZoomShift, your uh, SaaS that you sold at the beginning of this year. And I think in that episode, we kind of talked about kind of what it was like starting. You started that, what, almost 10, nine, nine years ago or something like that? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so we we talked in that episode kind of the difference of what it was like starting back then versus, you know, trying to get started now Um, because you've been up to some different things, been trying out some different stuff. Um, Seems like you've been kind of experimenting with what you want to do, what kind of business you want to start next. And so we're definitely going to be talking about that in this podcast. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you've been up to. Um, you've also been doing some podcasting, some video stuff, so that's pretty cool. So I want to I want to go into that too. Um, but yeah, so we're just gonna kind of talk about what John's been up to, and uh, I'll, I'll put in the show notes uh, the last episode if you guys want to check that out. But yeah, thanks for coming on, John. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I want to hear a little bit about what's going on in your world too with with Potion. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I want to, sure. yeah, I'm curious, man. So you actually had this, uh, like a semi-viral tweet for the, uh, for the bootstrap world, I would say. Yeah. The, the, like the bootstrap boost kind of competition thing. The bootstrap boost, but then also the SAS, like building in public thing. You got yeah, a lot of, that's true. Y- yeah, your Twitter, I I your got... Twitter game's been like really strong lately, man. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I think I, I got around 1,400 followers in 24 hours after I, I basically just tweeted that uh, I was going to build Potion in public. Um, I think maybe partially it was I didn't mention what I was building. So I think maybe people just following because they're like, oh, I want to see what this is going to be like. I don't know, kind of the anticipation of it. So I, that seemed to work out well for that tweet specifically at least. But 1,400 followers in 24 hours. Man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that that's was awesome. fun. <laughs> that's cool. How's yeah, that going so, so far? Um, it's going, it's going well. Yeah, um, I've been talking about it a little bit here on the podcast, but uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I really like that space, and I I just am really excited about what that product can be and what I'm I'm building it into. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. <clears throat> that's great. That's cool, man. Yeah, so we we can get more into that later if you want. Um, I want to hear from you though. Um, yeah, kind of what's what's uh, what you've been up to since we kind of last talked. Um, you've been tr- what? What are some of the different things that you've been trying? Uh, I feel like I've been all over the place uh, because I have been. Um, there's been a <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying a lot of different things. You know, so it started off with just exploring different markets and just trying to research my way into an idea, you know, and I thought maybe that would help get me closer um, by just trying a bunch of different uh, market research. So I bought into, you know, softwareideas.io, mm, you know, yeah. Kevin's thing, and uh, bought into, I'm trying to think of a couple of the other ones that I bought into. There was like this other one on Substack called like Niche SaaS or something, but that dude stopped writing, so I don't pay for that one anymore. 
and just started trying to be exposed to a bunch of different ideas. Mm-hmm. And then like I would say a few months into that process of just standing on the sidelines, watching people build, looking at certain things. Um, there's kind of a, a moment where I was just like, ah, screw this. I'm just going to try something. And so I took one of um, the ideas that Kevin had put out there, the Substack alternative. And I started okay. working on that just in the background. So I built like a landing page using landon.com or landon.co. Now it's like, I think it's called like uh, umso or I don't know, something like that. Built a landing page and I just sent it over to to Kevin mm-hmm. just being like, hey man, I'm gonna try this out. And then he tweeted about it. And then I was like, oh, okay, well like now I'm I'm gonna be doing it, I guess. Okay. Um, and, I, and the plan <laughs> yeah. was, you know, like, uh, it was it was totally cool and all that, but um, the plan was really just to be doing it behind the scenes, like talk, like seeing if I could talk to news le- people who are running their own newsletter, see what that was like. Like, do they reply to me? Do they um, will they even engage in conversation? So mm-hmm. I was kind of doing that on um, like uh, not a Slack group, what's it called? A Discord group, not a Discord group, a Telegram group. There's like all these groups I'm a part of. And I was doing uh, conversations in there and just realized like there wasn't a lot of good um, engagement there. Like it was it was not as what I was hoping, which was to be able to get into conversations about what people really were looking for. And I just didn't feel like I had a really solid, uh, like strong position. So, so there, there wasn't much engagement around just like the idea, like the problem you're solving with trying to build like a Substack competitor. Yeah, like the the actual pricing model was not like the biggest pain point. Um, it didn't seem to be that big of a deal to people, um, or the people that did seem to have an issue with it. It was not like it wasn't the most important problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I kind of paused on that one. I especially after ConvertKit released a uh, like sell your sell subscriptions kind of thing shortly after that Gumroad did, and so it was kind of like. I feel like it was heating up too much to a place where I was like, okay, what do I really want to be doing here? Am I, am yeah. I going to try to compete with these guys for real? Or, um, should I start looking at alternate, you know, options? And so I put a pause on that. Um, during that time I was also starting like, a just a, a, a podcast and, um, looking in kind of that space too. So the idea with the podcast was to be able to interview people in, that we're doing like things in the creator, uh, economy, passion economy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I, I talked with a handful of, of cool folks on that side, but nothing was super, um, concrete in terms of what I wanted to do there. I didn't really have a good strategy going in. If I'm honest, like I just kind of was trying to see what, what it would look like to build something in that world and, and see what the response was like. Could I build a, an audience? Could I build relationships with people? Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like that one actually got a little bit more uh, traction in terms of interest, but I feel like I also made the mistake of shipping too early and not getting, not having something promotable. Like ideally I would have done like one or two episodes first, then shared that and, and like actually had something that was like promotable. If you, if you will, like I didn't have promoting the podcast, right? Like instead of like pre, pre-launching it, I, I, what I wish I would have done with that, and I mean, I haven't even like launched the episodes, is done one podcast episode with somebody influential. Um, the first person I got was Cortland, but like, you know, it could have been Cortland, could have been Lee Jin or somebody in that, in that market. 
Yeah. Just do one and then launch off that one and see how that went. Instead, what I did is I put up a landing page and got like people to a landing page, which was like, okay, a podcast is coming soon and maybe interviews that could be like indie hackers or, um, I, I didn't really know what I was doing with it and I still don't really know. So I was kind of like <laughs> half in, you know, like one foot in, but not, you know, like not really knowing exactly where it was going. I think in hindsight, if I was to kind of relaunch it again, like I said, I would take one podcast episode, promote it hard, do everything around this thing that like, and try to build something with it. Um, but honestly, that one kind of faded a little bit too with me putting, pumping the brakes on, uh, on that, you know, Substack alternative, which I was calling member list. Um, so yeah. those two pumped the brakes pretty hard on in the last little bit. Um, I'm going to stop talking for a second, but that, that's kind of where, where things are at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, what do you think about that approach of like, like, it seems like you kind of, uh, basically were just trying some different things. Um, weren't really sure where you wanted to go, but you're almost like trying to find waves and things like that. Like, do you think that made it so that you weren't like, kind of like you're saying, like you didn't jump all in, you're kind of just like putting your foot over the, over a little bit, but you didn't really just jump all in and just like go for it because of that. And like, do you think that made it so you ended up not doing those things or, or do you, do you like how you approach that? No, I don't like how I approached it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like I, I think um I think the better way to do this and um I was tweeting about this with uh just like yesterday a little bit, but the better way to do this is to create something really solid, something uh that mirrors what you could potentially be selling in the future. Um or is like a, a preview, I shouldn't say mirrors. It's like a preview of what you're going to be selling in the future. The best examples of these are, you know, we've like looked at Kevin with software ideas. He started with a really solid article. Um, and uh, if you look at Daniel Vassalo, he's done it with uh, one really good article. Same thing with Arvid. Um, so there's a lot of examples of these people who start with one really good piece of content and then they kind of work from there. It takes them a while to figure out what that piece of content is sometimes. But that's yeah. usually led by this one thing. And so when I look at the podcast, for example, I wish I would have had one solid right. episode that was just like really strong and it really conveyed what the podcast would be. So I think I just, I, I started too early. I have a tendency to do that, honestly, is um, some people tend to overthink things and, and uh, you know, be in analysis paralysis. I tend to be on the opposite side, which is go and then like fix stuff later. And so I think I need, I needed to kind of like uh, step back and just really pause and say like, what am I, what am I trying to accomplish here? Like, what am I even trying to do? Um, yeah. And kind of work from a little bit more strategically is what I'd say is like, is definitely missing right now with those projects. And that's exactly why I pumped the brakes on them. Um, yeah. No, I, I definitely do that too. Like you get really excited about an idea and then you just kind of start building it and you're just like, I just want to get this out there kind of thing, um, which is fun. But I, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying that, you know, if you, if you don't approach it uh, with maybe some research or having some background of knowing kind of your strategy, then it, it might not turn out okay <laughs> that well. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I think research is good to a point. I think you have to put something out there, but I think right, it needs right. to be 
It needs to be compelling enough to give somebody uh, a good reason to go to the next step. And that has to, you have to have an idea of what the next step is a little bit. I think um, if, if you're kind of in it for the long haul, if you're just experimenting, I don't think you need to have, you don't need to think too much about it. I was going as far as doing landing pages, but I think you could just start with like, you know, an article, a tweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are experiments. Those are small bets. You can do a, uh, a single podcast. You don't have to commit to creating a full podcast, buying a domain, doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think I, I even just, I fast forwarded through some of the other pieces, which were, what do you want to do here? Like, what is, what are you, are you trying to build like a, a solo founder company? Are you trying to, um, trying to really be a part of the creator economy? Like what, what are you really interested in and kind of moving from that position versus like, Oh, this is, this space is hot. seems interesting. You know, newsletters are cool. Cool. Like I'm going to try something in that world. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying it can't work out that way. I think a lot of people are able to do it that way. But for me, I just was like uh, getting to a place where I didn't really know where to take it because I wasn't even scratching my own itch. You know, I was just trying to right. figure out. I was just looking for a market, you know. So, yeah, lots well, of different ways like, to do it. Yeah, it sounds like in some way, though, uh, like you're almost just trying to figure out what you wanted to do. Yep. And, and like, you know, even like what market you wanted to be in or things like that, where like I can see in some ways, like just trying some things, building some things like kind of helps you solidify your, your mind around like, okay, this is what I want to do. Or I tried this and eh, I don't know if I really want to be in that market or really care about that product. Like I, I can see it kind of helping, even though maybe it, it feels like you're just kind of like throwing things at the wall, just trying some things. But I don't know that that, I, I feel like sometimes there's just uh, periods of life where we don't we don't we don't really know what we're doing uh, or, or yeah. what we want to do, and so just trying things kind of helps you get out of that maybe. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. I, 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 I think see that's, maybe that's maybe that's what was going on. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, right now, um, oh, well, not not right now, but I would say in the past few months, I was kind of in an exploratory phase. Um, and then once you are trying out these things and seeing how they feel, um, then the next part would be to the exploit phase. So, um, I'm, I haven't quite reached that spot yet, but I'm kind of nearing that in terms of like dialing in what I want to be working on and the market I want to be in. But I would say I was definitely in more of like a spray and pray mode, uh, you know, a few months ago. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I looking back on it, honestly, for me, it was a good, it was a good way to get out of my head because prior to that, it was just jamming on ideas with people, reading a bunch of material, researching, but not actually taking action. So you're, you're in motion all the time. You're always like thinking you're kind of moving towards something, but you're not actually like feeling what it's like. And so I got a chance to kind of feel what it was like to be in that, in, you know, the newsletter world. I got a chance to kind of feel what it was like to be in the indie creator hacker world a little bit more. Um, and I just wasn't convinced that that was for me. So yeah. I guess in that way, I guess it was a good experiment. That wasn't my goal. That wasn't my intention going into it. It was like, oh, there, there could be something real here. But looking back, I think it was a good way to kind of cross some things off. Um, yeah. So I don't know who knows, man, just trying to figure it out uh, a day at a time and, and try to learn mm-hmm. from, 
all the data points that we have, you know, in front of us. So, yeah. So are you like, you know, like full time or, or, you know, spending all your time, like trying to like start this next thing? Like, obviously you, you, you sold zoom shift. You kind of had maybe a period off. Like, when did you decide like, okay, I want to build another company? Yeah. So sold zoom shift in January and then bought a house in April. So there was like a little bit of time in there where I kind of took a little bit of a period off. So we bought a house and then I was doing a bunch of reno in that house. Um, doing actually like a lot of it myself. I enjoy that kind of work. Um, cool. yeah, it was fun. And then I would say really started getting serious about doing something else in September, October, you know, started looking more deeply into things. I was listening to podcasts. I was like, like I said, I had bought like, um, some subscriptions to ideas and stuff like that. And yeah, then, yeah. um, started getting a little more serious in September, October, and then pulled the trigger. I believe I can't remember the timeline exactly, but on most of those things in November and started like working on them in actively in October and November. So, um, not working full time on those things. Uh, I do consulting on Ruby on rails and some marketing stuff to, to kind of just stay busy with, with, uh, you know, paying the bills and this and that. But, um, started really exploring other ideas and alternatives the last, I would say last few months. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you, you kind of just like, know, like you want to start another business and that's what you want to do for the foreseeable future. Yep. I think so. That's, that's the direction I'm headed. Yep. For sure. Do you ever feel like, I don't know, I feel this sometimes and in some ways I feel like it can be unhealthy just like when you're, you're seeing other people start businesses and it's kind of like a comparison kind of thing. Like, oh man, like they started something cool and it's like going well. And it's just like, it kind of drives you to like, I want to do that. And, you know, uh, trying to make sure I'm not like coveting or something like that. But do you ever kind of just like kind of have that <laughs> feeling of just like seeing all, what everyone else is doing and just like kind of wanting to follow those kind of footsteps. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How could you not? Like you're, <laughs> yeah. how could you not? I think, I think our culture is interesting because we, uh, we obsess and worship at the altar of success and mm -hmm. wealth uh, and, um, and what, whatever even that means in terms of like success is like so relative, but I think that when all of your inputs are these founders essentially who are building amazing things, making lots of money, uh, when that, those are your inputs, it's easy to get sucked into thinking like, what the heck am I doing? Like, maybe I should, I gotta be doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I actually did some soul searching in the last few months and really kind of um, reset, like what my, my goals and expectations are going in and intentions are and going in business again, like this time around. Yeah. Um, and I, that to me was like super helpful and just taking a step back and seeing, okay, it's not, I'm not just chasing some carrot, uh, at the end of the stick here. Like there has to be, uh, more, more purpose than just a big payday. Um, or, or just even time freedom. Cause I know what that feels like too. And, um, I think that going in this next time, it's a lot different for me and how I feel about it and how I think about it, but it's, I'm trying, it's impossible to ignore, uh, the amount of inputs that we see that are just like, 
oh, I built this company and now it's doing like 30,000 MRR. It's like, whatever, you know, like you see so many of that or so much of that, that you just start to feel like, man, I'm, I'm going to do this just because of FOMO. And that's a terrible reason to do anything really. In my opinion, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, um, I I'd just be afraid of like missing out on this opportunity or this, this, you know, this cash. And it's like, I just know those aren't the levers that really ultimately make me happy, even though my heart might think that sometimes, like, I know yeah. that's not the driver ultimately for me. So I've really had to like contemplate those things. This is some deep stuff I know, but like get to the center of those things for myself as I've right. thought about, about doing my next venture. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I mean, I think it's something that probably everyone struggles with. I definitely struggle with it. Like I always have to kind of, uh, I, I just have to ke- check my motives and my mind like content con- uh, continuously just because, you know, like what I can tend to do, which is unhealthy, is just put all my time, all my thinking into what I'm building, what I'm creating. And then, you know, once I'm doing that, like obviously I'm neglecting my family, my kids, all the other things that I have and need to do. And but like. I kind of just like my, I'm very like one focused, like I'll focus on one thing and just put everything in there and towards that. And I, so I can fall into that easily. Um, but then, yeah, then my motives aren't really good. It's just like, I'm trying to just like make something happen. And it's like, why am I even doing this? Like what's, what's the outcome I'm even looking for? Um, so what is the outcome? You're, what is the outcome you're looking for? Um, I mean, so obviously I, I want to have a, a successful business. Like I'd want to have a business where that's my full income, you know, having uh, some more uh, freedom to do other things. Like I think it would be cool if, uh, you know, I kind of had a SaaS going on the side where I didn't feel like it took up all of my energy and I could, you know, do other things with family and with my kids and, you know, the older they get being able to, teach them and and be more part of their lives but you know just also enjoying creating uh, adding value for my you know potential customers and like that just sounds like so much fun um but you know to get to that point it just takes a lot of effort and there's you know a lot to figure out to get there where you know i don't want to yeah just like not do a good job at the other important responsibilities I have in my life right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really hard to kind of basically be in it for the long run and just like know that this is going to take a while and not just try to like force it to happen right now, you know? Um, and, and I think one of the, like we're talking about, one of the driving motivations that kind of wants me to make that happen is just, you know, seeing other people um, doing it or, or, or comparing myself and that's, yeah, that's not healthy. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't have it figured out, but I'm just trying to, to work on it, um, and make sure I'm doing things for the right reasons. Based on your personality, let's say you're there today. Let's say you get to ramen profitability whatever you want to call it. 10 K MRR is in the, the number that a lot of people like to use. Say you're there right now today. What do you focus your energy on? You're, you're, if you're a laser focused kind of guy, like where does that actually go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that is the hard thing. Cause it's like, I know in myself, 
I'll always I'll just be kind of looking to the next thing. Um, and that's probably what you're you're getting at. Um, yeah, there, there'll always be something else I want to tackle or, or do. I, I've kind of like talked to myself like I, I don't know if this is actually possible, but maybe there's a point in my career where I can just like turn it off <laughs> and just like, you know what, I'm you know, it's been fun. I've learned a lot. I've built some cool things. I've enjoyed it. But, you know, I'm just going to, like, not care about that anymore the rest of my life. I don't know if that's possible. Obviously, to get to that point, I'd have to be at a good spot financially. Um, but I don't know. That would be, I like, I feel like that would be a good outcome if I could do that. Um, I just don't know if I can actually do that because, like you're saying, I probably just want to always, like, create things or have fun building stuff because it is fun um i don't know i i, I think that would maybe be a, a good outcome so you're sipping margaritas on a beach somewhere and you're not caring <laughs> what happens because you have have a, a big stack of cash <laughs> i don't know i don't have to i don't think i need to like be rich or, or that rich or something like that like um you know, just more, just not have to rely on having to work every day. Um, but what, yeah, what number is that for you? Uh, I don't know. It really depends, especially now that I live in Seattle, that number is a lot higher, <laughs> which kind of stinks. It, it's making me think like, man, I, maybe I need to get out of here. Um, especially with COVID, there's like no reason to be in a city right now. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really know. What, what brought you to Seattle? Was it the job or was it family or? Yeah. So my wife, she grew up in Seattle, all of her family's here. So we, we kind of knew we were going to come here eventually. Um, and then, yeah, it just lined up with the job that I got to be able to come out here. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Hmm. Well, maybe I need to take some advice from you. Like, what do you, what do you think about what I was just talking about? Like, how do you, how do you get out of kind of like the, the rat race that we're kind of like talking about? Um, what is your thought on that? Or, or do you think you even need to get out of it or yeah, what's, what's your kind of end game there? I think, uh, for me, it, I've had to get real honest, you know, and, uh, just really try to, I think the heart's super deceitful. Like I think it's really easy to convince yourself you're in it for another reason than you actually are. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it has been constant, like to your point, evaluation of my intentions and my motives. And uh, so I don't know if that's actually something that is static. Like I think it changes a lot as you, uh, as your situation changes, as you get older, as as things change in your life. So to answer your question, for me right now, it is. I want to start a business because there is a big financial outcome there. Like I do for me, the, the reason to start a business and not um, do other work is partially for the money. Like I'm not going to lie there and I don't want to mm -hmm. kid myself in thinking that, that that's not a part of it, a big part of it. The other part of it is um, when I think about impact and like the things that I want my life to re like be about is impacting a small group of people's lives in a massive way, in a big way. So the closest example of that would be my kids and my family, um, but also people who are my, my close friends. Um, and then hopefully my coworkers, like that's something that I haven't had, um, too much of being in like a real small, small, uh, small business like SAS. It was just me and a couple people. 
And so I think the next uh, iteration, the next venture is alongside of others where I get to see them benefit. I get to see them grow. I get to see them succeed maybe even more than me, hopefully. Like that would be, that to me is like the the extra motivator, uh, you know, besides mm, yeah. just money. And I've really been checking myself on that. And I think I really believe that's true. Like today, like I believe that when I look at my values, that's what I really want is for, um, uh, I'll, I'll take a step back actually. So like when I, I meet really interesting people and they have a vision and a plan for what they want to accomplish. Like I know a guy that's like, um, you know, he, he does all this great work in, in South Africa and he's helping kids get out of the slums and all this stuff. Incredible guy. I want to be able to help that guy succeed. I'm not that guy mm-hmm. that's going to do that, right? Like I, I don't have that vision. I don't have that connection to Africa, but I want to help yeah. him do that, you know? So, and then there's another guy that I've been talking with and his, his passion is to uh, fix education, fix, uh, especially further education, like college and stuff. And I would love if we were able to build a business together and he walks away with a massive check and he's able to work on that. See, like I don't actually have that vision for fixing something big in the world. Like I just don't. And I've realized that, like Uh I just don't have that. So like, how do I, how do I use the skills and the, and the uh, privilege that I have to like help that help enable that for other people. And that's what I've realized is really kind of my thing right now. It's not, I, I don't have a thing that I'm going to, uh, I don't have that like super big vision for, um, for changing the world, but I want to really help my friends do that. And some of my best friends like have big visions for those things. So I'm like, sweet, let's do business together. And then hopefully you get a big check and you can do those things. Um, and then I can continue like funding other things that are, are, are like that, you know? So that's kind of how I'm seeing it right now, but really just trying to align your, like what you're working on with your values. Um, Julian uh, Shapiro has created a really great article about this on choosing what's next and essentially like looking at your options, determining what your true values are and aligning with those things. Um, we can link it up probably in the show notes, but it's, uh, that was really helpful for me to think through some of those things. And then just like really a lot of questioning, like what do I really care about? Like to me, it's not about, um, it's not just about growth and just about success and just about those things. Like it just can't be, that's, it's not enough. That's not enough for me to feel happy. I, I know it isn't. So, um, it's just evaluating those things, but I don't know if that answers the question, but no, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, that answers the question. Um, so yeah, you're, you're kind of seeing like helping the, like putting basically people into position where they can do the, the things that they see of big, big motivations and dreams to impact somewhere else. So I guess, do you do that? Like, is that why you're thinking of kind of like the creator economy and stuff in that space? Like where you can help other entrepreneurs, uh, kind of do what they're building and and like just help them on that kind of process or are you more thinking of like bring these kind of people that you're gonna kind of push forward just like onto your team and onto your business so that that you can kind of set them up um to be able to do their own things yeah the latter for sure so i think when there's a couple different ways to look at this i mean so there's one where 
uh, you're trying to optimize for helping a small group of people versus a large group of people. I feel like for me, my uh, the the way that I'm wired is to be one on one, is to be investing deeply instead of widely. You know, like um, I feel like, and it's not to say that it, you can't share some of those things with other people, and I and I hope anybody could benefit from those things, but. For me, I really appreciate the depth of relationship. Like to me, I love mm-hmm. that. I love investing for the long term with people. Um, I love that 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 game, that infinite game. And so when I look at the creator economy, that was more. Hey, I like music. I like artists. I like hackers. I like people who are doing these really interesting things. Um, how do I be a part of that market and look for opportunities? It was more opportunistic, if I'm honest. And, um, so you, you know, when you look at somebody like Cortland, who's done such an amazing job in that community, it's because his goal is to create as much of, uh, of that activity as possible of people creating and, and, and pushing forward. And when Stripe, uh, bought indie hackers, he was just able to do that on like a more ferocious level. He just like keeps going, keeps going, keep going. And so I think that like is it, it. it's a uh, an attest. It's a to like his values and like what he really cares about, and and he's motivated by it intrinsically, you know. And so for yeah. me, I, I I don't know if I have that intrinsic motivation. I'm super motivated when I meet an interesting guy like yourself or somebody who's like, you know, just wicked smart and and talented, and they just are looking for a means to. Uh, to another goal, which isn't just money. Like when they're looking for a means to like get to, uh, you know, create something really interesting that's going to to solve something for uh, a bigger pain point, then I'm like, oh, how can I help you get there? And I mean, maybe a business and helping you do that is is one way. But to me, like the indie hacker theme and like solar founder theme and everything around those things are, are more about just like creating time freedom and and money freedom, which are, are not bad things. Those are, those are all great things. And maybe they lead to a bunch of other really interesting like projects. I've just I'm super motivated when I hear people who have that passion and they're like, oh, I, this is what I would do. Like, this is what I would do if I had a million dollars. It's like, oh, OK, cool. Like, how do I help you do that? Like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm yeah. not going to do that. But like, how do I help you do that? Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if you were talking about me because I'm not uh, wicked smart, but uh... <laughs> dude, you're you're wicked, you're wicked smart. My boy's wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does make me think like, like what you're talking about, uh, like just having that intrinsic motivation. Like I think that can be hard to find. Like I'm I'm still in some ways looking for that, um, and you know. I'm younger, but I, I think it just takes like some time to kind of find like that thing like, oh, okay, that's something I really care about that like I'm going to spend the rest of my life to like work on or or work towards to to solve something there or make it better in the world. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like most most indie hackers, most people starting businesses, kind of like you're saying, are, are probably just trying to get something out of the door. Like they're just trying to make some money. Like it's, that's yep. hard enough to pair that with, to pair making some money with, Oh, I'm actually like intrinsically motivated to do this thing. And it's like what I really care about. Like it's, it's kind of hard to pair those 
two things. So mm-hmm. I guess, how do you, do you have any thoughts about like how to, how to do that or <laughs> how to get started with that? I think it's nearly impossible for somebody to internalize those things unless they are very self-aware or they have a position of financial freedom. So, you know, there's a great article that DHH wrote about like becoming a a millionaire or what it was like when he basically was, you know, he got this deal with Jeff Bezos and he, and he made Mm -hmm. just a ton of money and he was able to kind of cash a piece of base camp and um, take some chips off the table. And he talked about it and, you know, he fully acknowledged that, look, like, I know it's easy for, for me to say now that I've got mine, but essentially the short of it is once you have that point. So let's just say like we were talking about before the thought experiment, you have a hundred million dollars in the bank right now, Noah, that's like in your account. You don't got to go to, you can work on Vizio if you want, like that's fine, but you don't have to. When you have that there and you really kind of think, uh, now what? You have to find those things that actually are motivating to you. Like the things that you actually care about. You know, Daniel Vasallo's like um, big article on intrinsic motivation was the same thing. He was making like half a million a year or something. He was a part of that um, developer, top tier developer that was just making crazy money. Yeah, at Amazon, yeah. Yeah, and he stopped doing that. And that was interesting. Like that's you know, to the point of sharing something that's interesting and potentially, you know, interesting to you and others. Like, that's a really interesting thing. Why would you quit a job when you're making half a million a year? That doesn't make any sense. And uh, the title of the the post is like only intrinsic motivation lasts. Mm -hmm. And so it's like going through the doing either the deep soul searching and like really asking yourself honest questions and doing that hard work personally, or you got to just kind of go through it yourself. Like, okay, well, like, just going to build a business. And once it gets to, you know, time, freedom, money, freedom, um, then I'll figure that out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, so for example, when, when we got to, um, I don't remember what it was, maybe 30, 30 K. So something like that with, with zoom was very, like very, what you would call the ideal position to be where you had enough uh, margin to kind of do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was, oh yeah, then we'll be happy. Then, then we'll, then we'll know what to do. Then we'll, whatever. That was kind of the idea, even though it wasn't super like, even though it wasn't something that we talked about all the time, it was just like, we just got to get to 12 K MRR. We just got to get to 20 K MRR. We just got to get to whatever it was. And, um, so you just keep throwing this goalpost like a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. And then if you're not reevaluating along the way, like you're kind of like, you get to a point where you're like, Oh yeah, like we're there. We're kind of there, but we are. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't like make us any happier. We're just. It's just a right, number. Right. You know, it's just a figure. <laughs> and um, so I'm not trying to trivialize that. I, I know that like the way I'm talking about this comes from a place of privilege. So I anybody listening, like, don't hear me like uh, looking down on anybody who's just trying to make a buck or just trying. Like that's fine. Like just be real about it and just be honest with yourself. If that is your goal is just to make as much money as possible. And you think that's, what's going to make you happiest. I would say, do it. You know, like if that's what you really think, do it. Um, for me, I realized that's not what I realized that's not enough. Like later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a personal thing. You gotta, you can't just apply somebody else's life. You can't look at what DHH has done and just be like, okay, I'm just gonna do that. Like you can't look at 
what uh, what anybody has done and just say like that's that's me. You have to kind of figure that out on your on your own, and that's really hard to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking about this. So for me, kind of similar to you, really, like you know, wanting to help other people, kind of get them so that get them to a spot so that they can kind of uh, just go out and and build their kind of dream to help people or whatever. Like I think I'm actually pretty similar to that like I do really like helping people and and seeing them do well because I was able like you know if I was able to help them in some way like I think that was why I kind of thought like bootstrap boost like doing that contest was it was kind of like a fun thing for me and it was actually super enjoyable to talk with these different uh, entrepreneurs see what they're working on see like if there's a way I could help them like that was a lot of fun and then even with like potion like that I mean, that kind of is the the goal there too, like to help other entrepreneurs <clears throat> build their businesses and and make a tool that helps them do that easily and quickly um, to get started. And um, so, like, I do think that is maybe you know I'm still figuring it out, but I think my uh, intrinsic motivation maybe lies more so towards that. Like, if I can help other people um, and uh, just be yeah, just be a help to people, and and I think long term what I'd like that to look like for me is be to a point where I've, you know, I've had some successes. I've done some things in life to where I, I hopefully have some knowledge that can be helpful to other people. Um, and that, so then I can help them with their journey. Um, so at least like right now, that's like what I could kind of foresee my future being with that. Who knows if it will change or if, yeah, if something will change to make me not be motivated in that way anymore. Um, but that seems like, like a lot of fun to me right now at least to, to kind of go down that path yeah definitely and it's baked into the product which is cool you know i think that's awesome that it's baked into what you're building i don't think it has to be you know i don't think that um you know i look at something like the example we talked about with daniel making 500k you don't necessarily if he was motivated to buy just like helping people you could do a lot with five hundred thousand dollars a year right you can yeah. do a ton <laughs> of damage in terms of like the, the amount of people you help with that. So I think there's like varying ways to get what you want and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to start a business. Right. Um, like the markets, the businesses I'm looking at building, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's kind of in that vein of helping people, uh, you know, whatever, start their thing or this or that. But at the end of the day, those are, are really more about here's an opportunity. I can be honest about that. I'm chasing this opportunity and I'm hoping at the end of it, I really do. I hope that the founders, the people that are involved, the team that's there right now, I hope they make out like bandits. I hope they get, get a great payoff uh, for mm -hmm. the work and the investment that they put in. And then I hope that they do some really cool stuff and I'll, I'll be lifelong friends with them. That's my, that would be the ultimate outcome. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. cash. I'll, I'll catch a same size check, but I really hope that I get to see my friends do the same thing. And, uh, just to see what, what cool things are going to actually do with that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really where I'm at with, with, uh, the projects I'm yeah. looking at. That's cool. So, uh, let's go a little bit into, so you, you've kind of done some exploring, you've looked at some of these other things. Um, you looked at the creator economy, where, where are you, so where are you at now? What are you looking into now? Um, what kind of steps you're taking to move into a market or a product or how yeah, where are you at with that? 
Yeah, so the two uh, the two ones I'm exploring right now are um, in the podcast recording space and in the video hosting space. So those are the two I'm looking at right now. The premise behind the uh, the one in the podcast recording space is doing something like this it can be kind of finicky, right? Like there are solutions out there. Uh, the market is is growing, and to me, it's about joining in on that wave of what's happening there. So um, I'm looking at building an alternative to existing tools that are there and banking on the market being like continuing to grow and for there to be a room. Yeah. The, vid the video hosting one, again, it's growing and looking for the ability to uh, position in between some of the primitive tools like Mux and then like some of the, like, the more uh, consumer friendly tools like Vimeo. So trying to play in that middle ground there. Um, and that one's uh, super interesting to me because of uh, just the, the vast amount of use cases that people are finding around video. So I think that's a really interesting market to be a, a part of. And the way I've been exploring those is I've been in tons of conversations with, um, with people and like how they're using video and, and all that kind of stuff. And I've also been looking at how can we make it work from a, a model perspective? Like how do we actually make money in this business uh, that is extremely competitive? Um, and then, you know, how do we get into the relationships that we can actually have a, uh, a foot into the market? So for those, it's like um, one of the co-founders and one of the people that I'm working on it with, he's uh, Chris Oliver, he does go rails. And so his whole platform is based around video. So it's, who else looks like Chris, Chris Oliver? Like who can we, who can we find who's building with these uh, existing tools and how can we make their lives better? Um, so that that's super interesting to me and that's how I'm approaching it. It's like, what are the unique angles we can take to get our foot in the door? And then from there it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out some other stuff to build. I'm sure. But just starting with that foot in the door. Yeah, that's cool. So you're, you're mostly starting with, talking to people, having conversations, kind of figuring out from talking to people how you can kind of enter into this market. Yeah, look for look for experiences that are going to actually improve on what the existing ones are doing um, and looking for opportunities on the price side too, if there are any. And, and that's what's been kind of fun to track down is... Um, what is the price? What are the pricing models? It's a, there's a very um, different pricing models uh, for video out there, lots of different pricing models. And so it's like, how do you model those and like figure out ones, something that's going to actually work and resonate with your customer. And, uh, so that's what I've been doing a lot of research on lately, talking to a lot of different vendors, uh, trying to figure out even like going down the enterprise, uh, uh solutions route and seeing like, well, what, what would it look like if we had high bandwidth usage? What would it look like if we had, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of videos being uploaded. How does that change our pricing and what we're actually able to afford? Like, what are our margins look like? So I've been doing a lot of work on the, on the margin or on the model side of the business and a lot of work on like, yeah. you know, connecting on the distribution potential. Like who could we, you know, who looks like fits this profile, like in ed tech, like kind of looking in that road. So yeah, it's been yeah. super fun, but don't have an MVP. Like for me, the goal is to have an MVP with with both of these products in uh, Q1 of next year. So it's not like, I'm not trying to get this done uh, today. I'm trying to actually like look at what is the angle? 
what is the strategy? You know, how do we, how are we going to fit position wise before I build anything? And the, the teams that I'm working with, the guys that I'm working with on these projects are, uh, they're smarter than me. They're better than me at all these things. So I might not even lay a line of code. Like I might just be focused full time on exploring the business end. And, and that's exciting mm-hmm. to me too, is just trying something different and, and learning yeah. some new things. That's cool. So it definitely sounds like you're, you're, you're starting this with a lot more strategic kind of approach where you're, you're doing a lot of research, doing a lot of talking to people to really figure out how you're going to build this, what you're going to build before anything's built at all. Um, that, that seems like a, a good approach for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't be possible for me. I don't think like either one of these would be possible on my own. So these are a little bit different in that, um, chose to work with the team, like chose to, you know, to what we were talking about before. Like, I think if you're optimizing for just money, you're going to do this on your own as, as long as you can and pull in a team later, uh, because mm-hmm. then you have the most equity and you have whatever, like you're in control. I deliberately with these other ones want to be working with a team because I realize I want to out, I want to optimize for their, their outcome, our outcome as a team, yeah, as a collective. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been kind of an interesting thing to, uh, just change that and work with other people. Like I'm not used to that, honestly. Like it's even when we were doing Zim shift, it was very like solo. Like we kind of just did our own things and I mean, we just kind of worked together in a, in an odd way. So this has been a lot of fun for me is just learning how to work with uh, other people and like uh, how to, how to get on the same page. And so it's been fun. Like to me, this has been a, a totally new learning experience. And I think like learning is one of those values. I think that I also really, uh, I put up there when I look at what I want to do next is, am I learning? Am I growing like, uh, in a different way, not just as like a coder or a designer, but like, am I growing in, in terms of, uh, leadership and business and, and, uh, and, you know, relationships and all these other things that like I need to grow in. Um, am I doing those things? And cool. Like if I am, then it sounds, sounds interesting. Yeah, for sure. And, And I like how it sounds like you're really, uh, you're, you're doing what you were saying you're, you want to do, which is, you know, help other people. So, and, and have an impact on the people close to you. So it's pretty cool that you're, you're starting out with that right out of the gate. Like you're saying with working with other people from the get go and, and trying to build something together. Um, that's pretty cool that you're, you're doing what you, you, you put said you wanted to do. So. Yeah. And I think, I think the best, I mean, like even our worst case outcome is like this all fizzles. And I think that's a, a very realistic thing. Right. So none of it works out. Right. The, the best, but to me, um, that the, the outcome from that is still really great. If I, if we do this right, which is to invest in the relationships, the outcome's still really awesome for me. And so that's the way I'm looking at this too, is like the worst thing that happens is I have really good relationships with some really talented folks who maybe I can, do something interesting with in the future. Like that's the worst case scenario, you know, best case scenario, we, we build a business and it, and it does really well, but, um, and everything in between is, is gravy to me. Like keep those relationships strong, invest in those, prioritize the relationship over money every time and, uh, do it for the long haul with them. Like invest in them, make, make sure that they, are my top priority. Like whoever joins the team, they're going to be my top priority because I want, I want to see them succeed. Like I really do genuinely. And mm-hmm. I think like having that mindset going in 
there's no way to to let it fail then in terms of the the outcome that you're hoping for which is deepening those relationships and that they're hopefully in a better spot at the end you know right yeah i I like how you're looking at it you're you're definitely like putting yourself in a position where you know no matter what happens like it's it's going to be a good outcome and you can be happy with what you worked on and who you worked with and those relationships you built so i think that is a, a good way to to look at it for sure that's usually a soft goal for people, I think, honestly. And I'm trying to make that a hard goal. Like I'm trying to make that mm-hmm, one like mm-hmm. an, a non-negotiable one for me. Uh, I was actually talking to a, uh, it's like one of those VC, uh, what are those like uh, VC groups where they take a founder and they kind of like work with them and they take a, a cut of your um, equity and um, and then they, they work with you to kind of get something off the ground or whatever. And uh they they were like, what are your non-negotiables? And I was like, I mean, I think the non-negotiable for me is that we're, we'll value growth over the team at some point. And I think, I think that's where we can maybe get a misaligned somewhere down the road is mm. we're going to, we're going to value growth or, um, or money over the team and the culture. And that to me is just like, not, I'm just, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested in a bigger carrot for that in, in damaging relationships like this. Yeah. just I just won't compromise on that. That's like the one thing I won't compromise on, I think, is I'm looking at these things is to me, it would be utter failure if the people I'm working with just uh, they look at me in the future and they're like, man, that guy just was shady. He, he screwed me <laughs> over. He yeah. he wasn't he wasn't trustworthy. He was manipulative. He whatever. Like that would be the worst case outcome for me as if they they walked away from the situation feeling like I took advantage of them in any way so yeah yeah that, that that's good I, I mean it sounds i mean you obviously you have some experience with this because you you've built a company and stuff but i i definitely like how you your approach and how you're thinking about things like you have a lot of your mind made up about how you'd like your business to be how you want to interact with people what what are the values that you really care about in your business and uh, i think that's great to have that all set up beforehand you know before you get started you kind of have those goalposts set so that you 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 kind of know what you're going to build and how you're going to build it i I think that's 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 definitely a a great way to do it are you are you going to do potion on your own is that kind of the have you thought about um you know founding with anybody else what's your take on that yeah, um, so I definitely want to start out on my own. Um, I, you know, I like the idea of building a business that I could, you know, do by myself and uh, making a business that doesn't take, you know, a ton of, like, basically it's manageable by one person. Like, I think just the idea of that is pretty cool. And, but um, I could definitely, you know, see, uh, having a team, um, working with other people, I can enjoy that too. And, and, you know, just be fun to be able to help, uh, teammates and help them grow. Um, and so I kind of see it as a, a little bit of a journey for me where, um, in the beginning, like it'd just be me for a while. And I'd probably get to a point where I'm kind of bored of that, like, <laughs> or, or almost like lonely, like, oh man, I'm just like doing this thing by myself. Um, and yeah, so if I could get to a point where I could have a small team, like, I think that would be awesome. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm a software developer, obviously. So I, I, um, and am an introvert and stuff like that, but I do really enjoy working with other people. Um, was always involved in like leadership kind of stuff growing up and, um, things like that. So I think that's something that I would really enjoy, um, eventually. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. But obviously, you know, it really depends on like, you know, how the business goes. Does it financially, you know, does it make enough money to support something like that? Um, and so, yeah, really my goal, kind of like what we talked about is just to get something off the ground first Mm -hmm. that supports me and my family. And, uh, if I get there, then I can kind of look to maybe a little bit bigger things with the team or something like that later down the road. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about right now. I like that. No, I think that's, I think that's a great way to a great goal. And I think that's a great, um, direction. It's definitely something I was considering. Um, but just realizing that this one, this, this time around, I, I, I just feels different for me and, uh, and mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. how I want to pursue it. So like, I know I totally, to me, I see that place too, of like solo foundership, um, solo maker, and there is so many advantages. There's so many great things about that. The freedom, the flexibility, you know, you don't have to report to anybody, all the things that are, are awesome about that. And I've definitely thought about those things a lot, but just realizing that like, yeah, for these projects, especially in particular, I really want to do them with other people. And, uh, so it's kind of cool. It's cool to be able to look at both and be like, there's not really a right or wrong. It's right, just, right. it's really comes down to your values and what you care about, what you're, what you're able to do. Like right at the end of the day, it's like, this is all idealistic. And if nothing materializes, if nothing works, right, but right. yeah. So, yeah. So are you still doing like the podcast and the, the video stuff? Like, are you going to continue that? Have, actually, have you <clears throat> released those podcasts? No. Yeah. So to the point of uh, intrinsic motivation, just haven't been super motivated to get them out. Like, cause I don't have a clear value behind it. Like, what am I trying to do here? And until mm-hmm. that's clear, I don't feel like I can really even force myself to do it, you know? Um, so I have a couple of, um, I have Cortland's and um, Corbett's and Corbett Barr, I interviewed him and a couple other people I interviewed last month. I have them in the queue to be edited, but I just wanted to pump the brakes as I really thought about like, what am I doing here? Why do I want to do this stuff? And, um, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with those things yet. I'm just kind of sitting on them. Um, I don't plan on like, uh, totally shutting them down, but I just, I'm pumping the brakes until I figure out what I want to do with them. Um, and that'll give me enough space and margin to work on these other two things that I feel like are super promising, super exciting, good team all these kind of, you know, other things. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, cool. That's exciting. Uh, thanks for chatting, John, um, and just sharing how you think about things. I think, you know, we, we went a little deeper into some discussion about, you know, why we do what we do and behind these businesses and stuff like that. But I think it's, it's definitely something good to talk about and hopefully that's helpful to other people just to hear like, you know, what's, what's their motivation. Uh, and and maybe this helps them think about that. So thank you, John, for sharing all that stuff with us. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you end up doing with this new business and, and where things go. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's great chatting. All right. We will talk to you guys in another episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.